I open the mouth, ah, wah, smelly, you know, smell like bomby and feces mixed together. Then the tongue, ah, one cm of the tongue missing, you know, wah, up please. Once the streaming begins, the screaming will too. This is RPS Radio Paranormal Singapore. Welcome back to RPS. It has been such a long time. We do apologize, but life, life has gotten in the way. Life has gotten in the way of our passion for the paranormal. These are your Baba Bros. My name is Timo, along with E.T. How you doing, bro? Okay, man. Them busy, man. You have been very busy. Today, by the way, happens to be E.T.'s birthday, okay? So I think all of us should, you know, sing a birthday song for E.T. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Happy birthday to E.T. You are still Bota. EMF. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and of course, you can hear we do have another voice with us as well. In fact, this is a voice that we've actually been hearing a lot of over the last few episodes. While E.T. and I have been very, very busy, our MVP, most valuable player, the only one who's been doing a lot of work is Sham, our Grand Inquisitor. He's the reason we even have all these stories to actually feed you know, it's been a few weeks already. You've uh, filled up the bank, you know, doing all these interviews. How's the experience been so far, Sham? Uh, lots of fun and uh, very interesting to meet all these uh, different interviewees. Tell us about the interview process. Has it given you like a different perspective on the whole gathering of information? Has it made you more of a cynic or has it broadened your mind a little bit more? It's broadened my mind. I, I, um, I guess it's very nice to sit down, be able to interview them and before even starting the interview to get to know them as people yeah. and where they are coming from what they do mm. before you know you hear the story of or whatever they're you know they're trying to tell us yeah and also it also puts us in their frame of mind or maybe to be able to see things from their perspective no absolutely and I'm sure E.T. can attest to this as well he's also conducted interviews in the past and all that a lot of times right when you know you are CSIing or you are trying to to break down uh, a paranormal encounter right and you're just looking at pen and paper notes you know words off a screen cold hard facts you know where it took place when it took place what happened sometimes these facts and let's face it when it comes to the paranormal it's a bit incredulous right it's a lot easier to be the cynic and go the way god this thing will happen but when you're actually talking to the person because you've had a chance to get a vibe from them a lot of times despite what they're telling you because you feel you've gotten to know this person you're kind of more willing to give them the benefit of the doubt exactly and also you know it's important to remind them that well yeah we're here to interview them you know open inverted commas that we're here to interview them we're not judging them and we really want to hear their story so you know just warming them up telling them tell it as it is you don't need to butter it up you know or anything like that we definitely don't judge E.T. E.T. is the one who will judge but the, the two of us we generally do it yeah. I have no choice it's my job <laughs> and he does it so well alright we've got a pretty you know a huge night ahead very very long long ass uh, experience uh, interview that we're actually going to play in a little bit but first something came through over the last week Radio Paranormal Singapore vo- vo- voicemail leave your message at the beep 
Hey Radio Paranormal Singapore, how you doing? This is Streaker, and I'm really stoked to be part of this podcast. I got a couple of value ads for your listeners down here, and um, this is with regards to episode 25, where Ms. Naho was describing uh, her father and the uh, spirit that seemed to be uh, haunting him. Ms. Naho mentioned that she stayed at Pongo, which is very near Pongo Beach, and uh, the site of a Sukching massacre during the Japanese occupation. And the other thing that you mentioned was that her father was Japanese. Now you put the two together and uh, you might come up with some plausible reasons why he was uh, the target of uh, some, you know, the experiences that you went through. She did mention, however, that uh, he was born in 1946. That was after the conflict, but he may not have been him, but it could have been someone before him. Maybe his father, maybe he had an elder brother who was involved in, in Suk Ching, I don't know. Um, who may have pulled the trigger or used the bayonet and uh, you know in a way the spirits are trying to get revenge or at least following the blood trail down um, or he may not even have to be related to anybody he could just resemble someone from that era from that period and uh, that was enough for them if you recall she did describe that the first uh, apparition which was the little girl uh, straddling father's chest i think it was the mother who said that and the spirit seemed to be looking at his face now how about that for trying to identify her the one who killed her i don't know uh so that's foot for thought that you know uh being japanese he might be a target of uh, those spirits who may have uh, perished during that time so yeah that's uh that's that's my value at for episode 25 um love the podcast guys keep it rolling uh thanks a lot sham your thoughts speaking to her during the interview the thought did cross my mind of the whole whole heritage of being part japanese and the fact that yes pongol was the site where this happened but to me it's you know the place has been renovated it's been reclaimed it's been reworked over on top of being a really crowded place but it's spirits right you can change the area you can reclaim the land True. but uh, you know the residual right that's a correct word right ET the residual energy will remain it's like it's like whiskey you know whiskey you open right unlike wine it doesn't oxidize it just stays all the way so spirits <laughs> are like that yeah yeah but in, in this case it's not a residual haunting of sorts right it's an intelligent spirit it, it's not a tape recording I don't know how, how intelligent the spirit was like. I figure if it was a very intelligent spirit it wouldn't have had to perch itself on top of his of the father's chest to try and peer into his face to recognize to see if this person really was responsible for maybe his or her death yeah i thought it perhaps something within the family but it was a bit of a stretch especially um, you know especially since the dad was born after world war ii anyway could be a, a relative right yeah, yeah could exactly. be some sort of a blood relative et your thoughts yeah so i mean it's very plausible about what he said um generally i mean japanese related yeah la, come back and take revenge and stuff like that but Honestly, uh, I think it's very, very rare that something like that happens. Um, so usually, it's a if it if it is a residual haunting, um, we need to see the exact location of where the flat is. Is it exactly where the massacre took place? Because the massacre took place at a very specific area, and if I'm not wrong, it's near where Pongol N is. Uh, it's the exact place where I launched my kayak when I go kayak fishing. So I know where it is. So 
There is no HDB around there. <laughs> and then E.T.'s got the perfect excuse, right? When he comes back with no fish, right? It's like, see, it's because the hantu go and catch out. Yeah, it's the Japanese soldiers that kill all the fellas there. <laughs> and no ikan. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in conclusion, um, it is a possible theory. Um, but then again, if you're talking about residual haunting and generally, if someone dies a violent death, uh, they, they tend to recite and replay in that same area. Uh, and specifically the area, I don't think there's a radius of like five kilometers or so i'm not sure uh, but usually it's really around the very immediate vicinity uh, and where the massacre took place i don't think is where the hdb flats are all right well thank you very much Trika. we do appreciate your your comments and once again to any of our rps listeners if you ever hear a story and you know you have your own theories we would love to hear your thoughts as well you can reach us via our email at radio paranormal singapore at gmail.com or you can of course reach us uh, via telegram or whatsapp our our contact details are on our Facebook page. Radio Paranormal Singapore. And with that, it's time for us to head into our main story tonight. And this one, this one's a bit of a whopper. You know, we've had some really long interviews in the past. This has probably got to be the longest ever. How how long? How long was this in, was this interview? Yeah, it was almost three hours. Three hours. Yeah, I imagine it was very long because you know how Zoom, right? And we conduct our interviews via Zoom. Zoom, if you don't have a professional account, gives you like a 40-minute time limit, right? You had to stop and restart your recording quite a number of times. Yeah, this is the, uh, I think the first interview I've done where the interviewee had to, I think he he went for a toilet break. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and of course, you know, even editing it, I still could only bring it down to just maybe under an hour. So it's a pretty long one. Anything you want to tell us uh, about before we actually go into into S's story? Not really. I think he was just a very sincere uh, interviewee. And as you know, as we discussed, he's in a position of trust and uh, integrity in his line of work. It's number one. So if, if it had come from somebody, somebody else, maybe I would have a lot more doubts, a lot more questions. But this guy, nah, not really. To be honest, it, it's one of the best stories I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, I didn't even know it, it was that long because I, I plugged it in and then I went for a jog. I didn't know I was so fit because by the time I finished it, <laughs> yeah, it was quite a number of kilometers. That's one. The other was the details that he gave, maybe because of his occupation, I'm not sure. Um, but generally, it was very, very vivid. I could really relate to what he was talking about. Uh, his tonality and everything, I don't think he was lying uh, because you can hear that. Uh, um, and last but not least, right? The amount of details that went not just into the case, but what are possible explanations, right? To me, was very amazing. Um, and which is why I felt this case is perfect for Halloween. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's because I feel it's definitely the Hantu. No EMF at all. This wait, one, absolutely wait. true. They haven't heard the story yet. Why you just jump the gun? Uh, <laughs> cannot lah, relax. Uh. And with that, here is S. This is a very unique case that happened to me. I was called for a report for Newson's case. As we uh, get out of our car and, you know, walk towards the lift, right? My, my junior, who is a very spiritual guy, could sense something, you know, and he was like telling me, Sir, in this block, uh, but something, you know, I said, bro, I think you never had enough sleep, you know, because we all 24 hours standby, or, you know, I said, bro, I think we all also never had enough sleep. And it was around 
9 p.m. that time. So we took the leave and everything was okay. Our radio was working fine. You know, our com was working fine. You know, uh, everything was going good. I, I still can use my phone and you know, uh, see the time and everything. And going up to the floor, right? We can hear screaming. You know, we can hear screaming, yelling. We can hear people chanting very loud. All you know. A girl screaming and a group of guys are chanting. Then you know we we thought like okay like maybe prayer lah or something lah you know. I told my junior maybe just tell them keep it down or something lah. As soon as we exit the lift right, we see a altar just right in front. You know I got scared you know like you know some some suddenly the lift open you see someone like ah after a while I realized it's just a statue like what the hell man. Then after that we we walk towards the unit. One of the guys saw us. It's like you stay there, you wait there, you wait there. You know, I okay lah. We waited lah. I thought maybe they are having some prayer. So he was like, "I'm so sorry for the noise. We understand that there is a noise going on. So and so, you know, uh, we are actually having a prayer and this and that." Then I told him, "Why? Why are there people screaming all?" Then he said, "This is nothing. Just something is going on. Some prayers are going on." Then I was like. This is not a scream of a normal prayer. I told him quite straightforward. I, I told him like, sir, I'm so sorry. I do not mean to offend you or anything. But the way I hear the screaming is not like normal prayer screams or you know, it's so different. It's like somebody is torturing someone. You know, it's, it is a scream of pain. Yeah, it's a scream of pain. Then I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I say, hey, can I? Is it okay if I go and check it out? I mean, I, I won't enter your house or anything. Is it okay if I can just see from outside? Then suddenly he he start to be a bit like aggressive, lah. Not 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 physically aggressive, but he start to say, no 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 no, pia 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 pia. Sorry sir, we are doing our duty. If you stop us, I have no choice but to arrest you for obstructing. No, I told him straight bluntly. He say, okay, wait. I go talk to one of my seniors. Uh, I mean, his family members or you know. Then suddenly got one old uncle come out. This officer is there. You should say yes. Yes, this you know I've been hearing screaming. There's a few complaints about screams in this area. You know we have multiple calls and right now I'm hearing like someone getting tortured. And suddenly I see all the guys coming out. There's one lady. You know I mean honestly I feel like rape, torture. You know that type of things will come out man, because we are trained to recognize this type of noise. And suddenly all guys coming out and I hear female screaming. Then I feel like eh, why so odd eh? Can I just, for my sake of my mind, ah, can I just take a peek? And then when I was walking there, right, my back was sayang. Okay, my back was full sayang. Ah. It start to hurt very bad, you know. Like somebody is squeezing my whole tattoo, you know. It's like you know when you get those tattoo, the five second pain that you have, it hurts that way. And and sayang is like the next level of pain. Start to hurt, you know. Yeah, I touch my back a bit, lah. Then the another old uncle turned around. It was looking at me like touching my back. He say, "You got sight, young, is it?" I was like, "Yeah, why?" He say, "Is it itchy or pain or piercing pain?" He say, "How you know all this?" Then she say, "Officer, this one cannot ignore." I say, "Sir, I'm doing my duty." Okay, I hope you don't obstruct me from doing my duty, or I have no choice but to shut down what is happening. And I have to, you know, report all of you and bring you back. Then they were like, "Okay, you know what?" He say, "You wait here. We give you warm water. He give water to wash." And then he say, "You remember to wash your face and your eye." 
I also don't know why lah. Then I say okay lah, maybe you know just do it lah. I also believe ma. So I went to see. Suddenly my radio here ah, not working, and my junior was standing interviewing other guys lah. Then my radio not working. I can hear static. Yeah, I thought somebody was trying to you know. Uh, into comments, so I was like, uh, check, check. You know, I asked my junior, like, hey, can you check who is talking? Say, no one talking. My radio works properly. I, I can see, I can hear the nearby officers. Uh, you know, intercom and everything. Then it's like, ah, huh, strange. Then I, was, I thought like maybe my radio spoil ma. I went to see. I wow, bro. I saw this lady ah, the hand ah, cannot tie on the wooden thing. You know, and then her mouth got cloth, putting her head up. You know. And screaming and yelling, all uh, achan, achan, master, the those achan, uh, praying, praying, praying. Suddenly, her eye look at me, you know, like she was looking out and suddenly piercing look at me. For this five second, uh, I had this this intense look into her eye, and she was looking into my eye. Then suddenly, the achan saw me, you know. And then he was like, officer, 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 don't move, don't move. He started running towards me, you know. And I wasn't in trance and or trance or anything. It's just that you know, sometimes people like you know. Stare, stare at you. Then you also stare, stare back. You know, like, but it wasn't the the basic type of stare. You know, it was like just like the piercing type of momentary stare. And then I was like, what is going on? And you know, the, then you come and say, oh, this girl has been possessed, so and so. And then trust me, the smell right was very, very awful. It's, it smelled like shit combined with death, combined with peace, everything like, you know, urine la, so pungent, you know. Then uh, suddenly the Achan say, okay, don't move. You take this, okay, you just rub on your eye. Because we were on duty, so I was like, sorry sir, we can't take anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Then the Achan say, okay, never mind, we give you this. If you start to see anything, uh, you start to see black thing in your corner, you put. Then after we just take right incident report everything we went back i just went back to my office as per normal i i, I don't know why uh, as soon as i left the place uh, i just didn't have the mood to drive you know i just told my junior hey can you drive i just don't have the mood to drive it's like something is preventing me to drive you know then i'm like okay never mind. i went to the office you know just to clear off the paperwork and everything right the incident uh refer to relevant officers and stuff like that uh. suddenly my my back pain again the side tattoo you know until to the point I can't stand, you know. You know, sometimes you have the back pain, you cannot stand. Or, but this one is like it's not the bone type of pain, you know. It's like something is squeezing your back, you know, very tight. And I can feel my whole tattoo was quite pain. Then I was like, you know what? Maybe it was just the thing that I saw. Uh, once I off duty, I just go temple pray. Okay, then after a while, I just I don't know why, right? My junior came and said he was not feeling well. So I told him, you know what, just go back, go to your bunk, you take a rest, sleep it off. Then for me, I have to do a lot of paperwork, I have to, you know, run up and down. After five hours, uh, I received another comms call at the same place again. The call is, I'm lost at the block. Help me, I feel scared. Who was this person that called? We get to know is a phone number. You only get to see the phone number that who called. We do not know he's a member of public or family. I mean, sometimes we ask, uh, the, the intercom will ask. But you know, I was just too tired to, you know. I wasn't tired, like, I was just keep thinking of that eye that looked at me, you know. You know, when I get a call, right, I don't think of Hantu calling like this and that, like, or, you know. Because once you call our hotline, right, you go to the call center, they will refer to the ongoing officers. 
in my mind, I was like, hey, bro, I think I'll be messed up, you know, we should have just further investigated that place because now suddenly they say lady call, like, this and that. Like. On the way, when I was driving, this I feel quite better driving, you know, because I thought maybe I was just tired. I drank coffee before I started to drive and everything. I went to drive, I reached the same block. Then I called the number that was provided me. Like. Call the number, you see, the number you're trying to call is not available. Call again. The number you're trying to call is not available. Then I come to HQ. It's like, hey, you know, then I was like, okay, never mind. We make one round first. We make one round around the vicinity. We see if anyone is injured or if we see any blood on the floor. You know, our normal procedure, we, we know how to how to see for missing person. Or, you know, the we will just do our own look around. So we went to look around. Everything is like, hey, everything is normal. We just see a couple of stray cats and everything. Then I was like, maybe prank call or something. I want to report HQ. But I, I don't know why. I, inside me, I felt like, bro, this is not a prank call. You know? This is more than what it is, you know. Then after, as soon as we were getting into a car park, I can see the unit that I went before. You know? I stared up the unit. I saw the girl face. The girl face looking at me straight down, you know. But I said, bro, I'm pissed. I, I, I told my partner, Chinese guy, hey, bro, I'm based, bro. Now this lady looking, you know, I, I oh, okay. Then, then my friends look up and say, hey, bro, what lady, bro? I see empty. When I look at the same time, I see not there. Then, then my junior is like, bro, if your gut feel really feel something wrong, uh, I think best you go up and see. This time, when I uh, in the lift, my whole back start to pain to the point, uh, I actually had to kneel down. I almost kneel down, you know. I almost kneel down. Then my friend said, you okay or not? Then I say, bro, I don't know why uh, my, my tattoo very pain, you know. Really pain to the max, you know. Then my friend say, last time my grandfather used to tell me, like, those who do those Thai tattoo, the Sayang all, uh, those who have protection tattoo, which I have, uh, means it sense very dangerous thing. Uh, not good, you know. Suddenly, the lift stopped one floor before the the floor that we wanted to go. No, like, huh? Then I was like, hey, maybe I salah lah. I said, maybe I, st- I press wrong to need. Then, you know, we take a stats lah. The statue that we saw before, right? Not there. Then I thought, hey, bro, this one correct block or what? Sia? Then we you know, sometimes the leaf in bodies, return this block. Then we see a hey, correct block, correct floor, eh? Then, okay lah, we see, go right. We see the same, same guy outside there. Sm- uh, smoking lah. He called me, he said, yes, officer, people call. Uh. I say, I saw the same lady that was in the room doing some prayers, staring, looking at us from downstairs. He freaked out, you know. He freaked out. He, he secretly dropped, you know. Then I say, man, where's the lady? Is she okay? Does she need medical attention? Even the first round, I forgot to tell you, the first round, we actually asked them if they need medical attention or not. But if they decline, we cannot do anything, ma. Unless we feel like it's really seriously needed, uh, then we have no choice to call. Uh, like, you know, unless we see like the blood coming out from head or mouth or, you know, those are dangerous parts that really define a serious injury, then we will call. But during the first time, I didn't see any visible injuries. Then he say, what lady? I say, sir, don't lie to me. Don't lie to our officer. When I was there, where's the old guy? He said, the old man is inside. I said, call him. You know, we, we send, start to send something on because the way he dropped his cigarette, ah, Salah, bro, you Salah already, you know, bro, you convert hiding something. I say, okay, bro, we had to enter the house. Whoa, see where the smell, ah, worse than the first time that we came, the five hours before we came. This time, I really picked it already, you know, because he, the way he dropped his cigarette, the way he lied to me, what girl, all, ah, 
my heart are broke. You confirm do something, Salah. Don't make me into a situation where I, I mean, you know, like legally it's a different situation already. Then I say, okay, call a woman out. I tell you, where's the lady? Where is she? She says, sleeping inside. Then I say, why? How are you related to the lady? And stuff. She say, she is a friend. I say, don't lie to me. Where's a family member and everything? Then the Achan say, oh, she's my client. We pray, everything. Now she's just mentally, physically tired. Then we'll continue tomorrow. All these, you know, blah, blah, blah. I say, can I see her if she needs serious medical attention? Because, you know, inside you are still human, right? Mm-hmm. And you are performing your duty, correct? It's not like in a way that, oh, goes okay, we go. Cannot ma. Did anything happen? Ah, later tomorrow news come out. Eh, she jumped down. Wah, salah. I cannot worse. You know. Yeah, you were there. Why didn't you talk to her? Why didn't you access a mental ability of her? Why didn't you see for signage of abuse? You know. Then I was like, sorry, sir. We have to follow procedure. I have to talk to her. He says it's not a correct time. Inside got someone before. I say, sir, the way you are talking to me, someone is before. Ah, I feel like something is wrong already. You know. After that, I told my junior, okay, you know what? You might for backup. You said, I really can't take their nonsense already, you know? And some of my back was hurting. And I was trying to you know, call for backup after, you know, 15 minutes, a few officers came and everything. Then we told him, you better open the door, else we have to break it down. And break it down, the next thing is going to happen is going to be a major criminal case. If there is any criminal case, or, you know, it's going to be a big mess. He said, okay, before you enter, don't disturb her and don't disturb the person. I say, what person? Can you tell me who's the person? She said, the person you cannot see. I say, why I cannot see? Why are you trying to hide from me? She said, trying to be very defensive, you know. I say, now there's like four or five officers there already, you know. And the officers, I was, the smell was so bad. Huh? Even though it was pre-COVID, I mean, no choice had to wear the mask, you know. And then the ambulance was uh, on standby. Then we were, he was like, bleeding. I don't know why the old guy was like, you know, please don't open, please don't open this and that, this and that. And I was like, sir, please open it or we have to handcuff you on this spot. Go pay, nah. All scared of law. I think I, I feel uh, people are more scared of law than the ghost, you know. Once I give him the, the handcuff pattern, ah, uh, he suddenly opened the door Uh Once we enter the room, wow, I feel a very cold breeze running through my my body. You know, it's like, you know, you turn on aircon, right? You take a very cold shower, you open the door, shoot uh, the breeze, you know, that type. My whole body is like that. Then behind the, the Achan touch my shoulder. He says, you feel cold. Uh? I say, sir, please stand back. Then mm. I and one of the paramedics went in. Uh, so once we entered the room, right, it was total pitch black, you know. It's like they have like even though it was pitch black, right? It has the, the you know those, those lamp, those candle, the the red colored candle, like this and that, you know, you go to those red red room that has a red light or so the candle has so we have a sense of what is in there. The lady was lying down, sleeping, none of her hand or leg were tied, you know. She was fully clothed, you know. So we, we coming to the smell, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't so bad of a smell, you know. It's just that normal smell, like how a house would smell or a room should smell. Maybe the perfume you spray, or you know, it has a very bodily fluid or sweaty smell. That type of smell. I was thinking, why the house outside like this smell? Then inside, then you get other officers check other rooms, lah. She was just sleeping on the bed, on a on a bed in the corner, is it? And then on her chest, like. Some talisman. There was a talisman on the chest. Then 
I called the old guy in. Uh. I said, is she okay? Can the medical team come in and check? We even we were quite nice enough to ask the permission, you know. Can my paramedic at least have a usual look at it first? Suddenly we saw the eye move, you know. You know when you close the eye, then you move your eye, you can see the eyelid move, right? We saw the eyelid move. The way she moved, like, she can see us, you know. Even though the room was dark, it was still not so dark until we can see the movement of the eyelid, you know. It was like, look at her, then suddenly it just stared at me again. Then, you know, it just it hurts again, you know, very bad. Then I said, sir, I'm so sorry we had to convey her to the hospital. Because the paramedic is like, we cannot access her like that, you know. It's not a very good environment. And then I say, sir, if you're going to interfere one more time, I told him, I will bring you back to the station. Then he said, okay, let me call the parents and everything, you know. How old was this girl again? Around 15 to 20. Young enough that we had to refer her to the parents. Then, you know, we have to call our parents and everything. In, in case I missed this, was she in like a stereotypical white dress? What, what was she wearing? It was a normal dress, but her sh- shoulder was so yellowish, you know, not the skin, the cloth, like, you know, you know, turmeric powder, that, that yellow, like, like, you know, somebody rubbed turmeric powder on her thing. So maybe those who are hearing this, those who are experiencing knowledge in this, maybe can tell about this. Lah. So, you know, 3.30 a.m., you know, there's quite a huge commotion going outside with the officers and the neighbor was like, wow, what is happening? What is this happening? You know? parents came down i explained to this you know we are performing our duty if you obstruct our duty we have to take you in custody we have to take your daughter in custody she looked at the achana the achana is like wow law scarier than ghost ma <laughs> then he said okay okay then when the primary was waking her up she cannot wake up you know then the primary said, ah, normally you pinch someone's shoulder or you pinch your fingernail or you rub this right. People will wake up because this is the most painful part. Ma. She's not waking up. Ah, I it was moving. Then we see if she breathe or not. Wow, open the mouth. Ah. Wow, smelly, you know. Smell like vomit and feces mixed together. You make one bun, no? Ah, that type. Then the primary was quite shocked, you know. He said, sir, come and look at this. I said, ah, why? The tongue, ah, at least this is like one cm away, ah. one cm of the tongue missing, you know. Was it bitten off? Well, we see teeth mark on it, lah. So we, we could conclude that it was a bite mark. Hmm. Wow, well, our place. Well, this one confirmed. Now we will refer to, you know, investigating officers and everything. Transport her to the stretcher ambulance. Well, I tell you, we were there for almost another five hours, and my whole back was so pain, was so badly pain. Uh. And you know, in the room when I entered, right, I forgot to miss out this part. I can send someone beside her, you know. I mean, we got our torch to see, lah. You know, torchlight. You know the, those STF torchlight is a very powerful one, not the the yeah, not the Chapalan one for ten dollar. It's not that one, you know. Because I told you, you send someone here or not? You see, only I only see the girl. I see, okay, I want you know. You see, after a while, and so when the lady was bringing what out, the girl, my junior started vomit out of nowhere. Just started vomit all the way vomit. I was like, okay, maybe it's a smell or something. Like. Maybe I just felt like he's, he's still young, you know, he sees this new thing. Uh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, everybody had their own first experience. So, you know, we were just doing a whole lot of investigation. Suddenly, when I was talking to the Achan and everyone doing our investigation, from the same group that, that she was brought out, uh, I saw two guys staring at me. 
Then I on the torch and shine there. Then the Achan was like, like not shocked, you know. Then I said, is there anyone else inside? Is there anyone in the room or is there anything? Then the Achan said, then he said, how many people you saw? I said, two. He said, oh, there's one regular visitors. So what do you mean a regular visitor? Then he, the way he said very outfront, uh, sir, very honest, uh, this one goes. The two person goes. He said, you can see. Uh. He said, apparently before that, I cannot see, you know. Only after the incident, I start to see, see things, you know. Then he looked at my forehead, the Achan. Oh, you're very powerful. Uh. I see your forehead very, very bright. Then he explained, every human in this earth, uh, even animals and humans have aura. Any, every living thing has aura. Your aura is like the very special aura that is super bright. Uh. Ghosts won't come near you. They're very scared of you, one. And he, he said, remember the first time you come, I asked you why you're Satyang pain, even you never tell me. Then I said, yeah, how you know I was Satyang and you know, how you know it hurts? Then he said that uh, your energy that you bring out, right, is quite sensible for people like us who are trained into, you know, mm-hmm. recognizing, learn, study, study that. Then I was like, never mind, let's, you know, get back to where we were, the investigation part and everything. While we were talking, I was there for another one hour or so. La. Then suddenly, uh, something dropped in the room, you know. One time. All my officers looked there, you know. Suddenly, looked there. Then me and few of the officers were in the room, on the torch, shine like nothing. Then we just see one one of the very old vase or something, like a wooden vase just dropped. Then the Achan is like, don't mind if you all can step out of the room. You all see already, happy, happy already, ah. Uh. You all seen one, this one maybe drop, but then you say, we all like feel uneasy already, like all of us, a lot of us. But after we finish our protocol, we did our own investigation. We wanted to know why the tongue was beaten off. That was, later I'll tell you why. Everything over, we all, you know, we went back to the station. Let me just take two hours nap first. Okay? Because the whole night, I have not taken break. Suddenly, uh, Everything was going well. Then I woke up, uh, I just smell, you know, of where I was, you know, before the smell of feces, urine. Then I was like, eh? Then I see around, like, everyone is in the office, like, act normal, like, there's there is, there is this type of smell, uh. Don't they act so normal, you know? People are like, eh, where the smell coming from, you know? Then, like, then suddenly, uh, everybody can smell it. Everyone can smell it. It's like, hey bro, who pangsai ah, or hey, who fat ah, you know, that type of jokes all will come out ma. No, like, shit, then those, who, those officers were presented there ah. They smell ah, hey bro, you sound the same smell as a house, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the senior officer just brush it off lah, you know, maybe all your, your uniform never wash ma, that's why bring in the smell all, you know? Let's just put our uniform away. I have to go to the hospital. We, we actually have to do an interview with the lady that we bring back. Doctor say the tongue ah, was forcefully beaten off. Like you try to bite your tongue, you cannot bite it off, right? But if you force your jaw to bite, right, you can actually uh, break off your tongue, you know? After a while, the lady woke up, you know? Uh, we went to ask her, then she was quite confused, la, like, hey, where am I? You know, this and that. Then we did our own follow-up. The first question that was so scary to us, uh, that we even freaked the doctor out. Uh. You know what, no? Where is my sister? Oh, Piang, because we got her details, she has no sister, you know? You know, once we we take out someone, you know who's a mother, father, brother, sister, uncle, auntie, you know, all we will know one. 
you know the, the, the shiver that comes into even the doctor was like are you okay or not yeah i told the doctor hey, she knows sister bro even if the sister had passed away a few years ago or something you still have record you know you cannot hide anything from us you know yeah i also took it as okay like maybe hallucination or something ma. because you see we still have to come back to medical term you know imagine uh, if this goes to the court uh, and we tell the judge oh he's not hantu the judge will actually take the grammar and throw our face yeah so the hospital actually bought some psychiatry to you know talk to her and stuff like that so on that day uh, when i went home uh, my mom smelled the uniform ah. Uh. My mom said, you go graveyard and swim there ah. Uh. They went to wash, 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 wash ah. Uh. And she had to wash two times to get rid of the smell, you know. Then, you know, the first night I slept very peacefully. Then, uh, the next day, suddenly my phone rang, you know. Say, bro, you know the junior that, that was with you? I said, yeah, why? He started to see things. I went down, I talked to him, he said, sir, after that incident ah, uh, my grandfather have been seeing things with me, you know, and I can feel things following me. Then he told me, just the day he ended, right, he was going back, right, he felt like someone pushed him down the stairs, you know, and he sprained his ankle. Then I said, am I going to take medical leave, you know? I tried to motivate him. Then he was like, okay, so I give it one try, lah, you know? Then after an hour, he fainted. He just plucked on the floor. He just dropped. Ambulance came, you know, bring him to the hospital and I was like, after one or two hours, I was there. I started freaking out, you know, sir, 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 this one I really cannot, you know, sir, sir, there's someone here, you know, sir. So who is here? He said, sir, this, this person, uh, I also like, don't know why I I feel him. I feel like I can see him, but I cannot see him by the situation, you know. Then the next day he got discharged. The parents bring him to temple. After that, I didn't see him anymore, you know. The last time I got to know he was discharged and put into some other logistic or some other unit, you know, after that. Then that was the last time I saw him in the hospital, you know. Then I got another senior uh, who was at the scene. He is a Muslim Malay guy. He, he said, uh, after the incident, uh, he's kept at home, uh, keep meowing at one corner, you know, of the house. Mm. And... I think his mother or sister, I can't remember because the incident was three, four years back, you know. Can smell very deaf type of smell at the corner, you know. Like the same smell like the feces, peace and deaf you mm-hmm. mix, make one blacha and put there that type of smell, you know. Then when he went home, he suddenly called me, you know. He said, bro, my cat passed away. At the same corner he was staring at, he said, ah, my whole family, ah, very worried. He said, ah, if a cat meow at the corner and suddenly pass away, it's not very good, you know. Then uh, his mother, I think, called a bomo, did prayer. Then suddenly my friend called me, you know, when the bomo was in prayer. The bomo told, told him uh, that the house that we went uh, and we disturbed, uh, not happy. You know the room that we all enter, the girl that was possessed. Mm. Once you extract the ghost out of the body, the ghost had to go somewhere, ma. So he say now the ghost wandering. Because we all disturbed. So they just not one ghost, not two ghosts, you know, you say multiple hantu bro. <laughs> like now the Bobo managed to capture the thing that is in our house lah. After two weeks, uh, he also like go other unit. He just recently retired, quite young, retired early. I said, I asked why he retired. He just said felt like retiring after the incident, I uh, just felt very uneasy thinking about it, lah, you know, thinking about it. After one month, uh, something happened to me on that date, the date itself of the incident. Uh, when I opened the case file, uh, suddenly 
my keba the official keba was issued with Baza, drop you know it was just on my desk you know our desktop and uh, my computer wasn't on so there was no vibration or anything you know i was like maybe wind or something like that i was like hey aircon cannot be so so strong you know somewhere is you know those office ceiling kind of aircon even i put plastic empty plastic bag won't move you know how can i kept move and suddenly my phone rang i got scared you know and once i picked up it was another officer who told me that the lady that we admitted her in the hospital has been transferred to a mental facility now the hospital assessor is insane I don't know why, uh, only when the file opened, uh, suddenly sister said I got a call that she's going mental facility because she just had a sudden episode. Then I asked them when did the sudden episode started? They said 30 minutes ago it was so sudden, you know, she started to bite her tongue again. And I was like, what, bro, I just opened the case file also, you know. I went to see her. So I went to ask her questions like, hey, what's your name? Then she tell me her name, what school do you study? She tell me the school. What is your future goal? You know, we start with very basic questions like who's your parent? You say she can answer everything perfectly, you know. She looked very totally fine, you know. After that, as soon as I stood up and to leave the room, she started yelling, you know. Oh, my sister is here. My sister is here. You know, all the doctor was like traumatic experience. Maybe just she's just experiencing something bad in her mind. So that's why we all brush that off, you know. Okay, fine. I went back then. Um, Suddenly, uh, my neighbor asked me, Hey bro, you got a girlfriend? Huh? Say bro, I wish bro. Why? You say, no, I got one girl I see you walking beside. See girl walking beside. Say, I bitch bro, people stop police now, they want a salad bro. You know? Uh, you see a girl walking beside me. Uh? And then I thought maybe it's my mom or something. Uh. Say, no, like, your, your mom. Your mom cannot be cannot be so young, you know. I've been seeing for almost one month. I do. Your girlfriend has been sending you home all ah. Uh. Like I want girlfriends yeah. Then I just brush it off lah. Like, maybe he just saw me with someone, or you know, maybe it was my colleague, which I don't remember. You know, coming my estate around though. So I just I just brush it off lah. Like. After a few days, I I just came back from night shift ah. Uh. And then my neighbor is very cool. He say ah, uh, hey bro, the sound I saw you climbing up the stairs ah. Uh, there's one girl with you. I'm like, huh? My when I climbed up my stairs, I wasn't even listening to music. Mm. I wasn't listening to music or anything. I, if somebody climbed up the stairs with me, I can't hear, you know? Yeah. It would be quite obvious. And someone, the lighting was quite strong. And then he asked me, like, bro, you will go to certain dirty place before or not? Then I say, bro, this incident happened. Nah, this, this, this. Mm. And he say, bro, because the girl that following you are... Uh, like very young but very odd looking that's why i asked then i said okay never mind bro uh maybe one of these days i go see my achana you know my master the one who did my tattoo for me then i go to my master and i told him a to z you know then my master said actually i tell you one thing ah uh, when i saw you coming uh, i already see the lady with you once you once i entered the shop uh, he say he already from far can see a lady follow me. Then I say maybe it was just someone who's taking the escalator up or you know, human or something. Then he say there is a big difference between human and ghost. Human aura is very different than ghost aura. And he tell me, 
other than Star Wars character, nobody will float, you know. I just float as in what's that, bro? See, the leg wasn't touching the ground and it was super obvious. Because I cannot see, he can see my because it's a. Uh, then he did prayer for me, lah. I said, Achan, this, this is happening. My colleague is dead. My office cannot is dead, you know. Then, then he asked me, oh, your office still got a smell. He said, no more smell already. Oh, okay already, you know. Then, then he said, yeah, I asked him, why the lady following me? Then, then he, he told me, you know when the time when you had a five second look into the eye? Then he said, ah, there's something called eye-to-eye -eye connection. So it has this aura connection from your eye. So the thing that was inside of her, right, kind of liked you in a way. Because my Achan told me, five different type of ghosts there are or hantu that maybe you can use this as a future reference one is called suicidal ghost a place that, that has been suicide right they are like a tap recorder they are going to replay the same suicide they are just going to replay because they are being punished for suicide they are not going to get peace until the end of this world or something you know until someone give marriage to them Peaceful ghosts are someone who are young, like let's say we are young, we died in a road accident. So to call because they cannot go anywhere, ma, they have not correct karma yet in themselves. So people why go there offer you know where there's accident, young people they offer goods or you know, they offer food or you know donate under their name. Because once they donate under their name, they get good karma. Once they accumulate the good karma, they can move on. Third are Wandering ghosts. Wandering ghosts are those who have died old, but have not certain things in their life. Some unfinished business, so it's called wandering. And then the fourth one are called child. That means the unborn ghosts, unborn babies. Because once they are, they die young or unborn child or child ghosts, because they, they don't know how to go go to the next life. Yeah. So that, that's why a special prayer for the, the baby to ask the God to guide them to go to the next life. So what happens is those unborn boy babies just don't have the, the correct prayer to do, you know? That's why they are stuck. So mm -hmm. he says child babies are used as black magic or, you know, Toyo or, you know, in Thai, they have these other rituals. Lah. The fifth one are called vengeance ghosts. That means like, Cannot murder, cannot stab, cannot, you know, really the very serious type of incident. Uh, they want to seek vengeance. So the master was telling me all these different types. Then I asked him, okay, what is my type? He said, your type is part child ghost and part wandering ghost. I said, why? He said, the ghost that is following you actually died in a womb. But due to the attachment of someone, a material attachment, with someone, a human being, they tend to grow so. They tend to grow up. Okay? If you treat a child like a child, they're going to stay like a child forever. And you have seen men child like, cry for everything. Correct? But this attached ghost, this child ghost are always attached with a family where they will tend to grow up with the family also. Then I ask, how old she is? You say around the same age as the lady, you know, the lady, 15 to 20. Then my told me, actually the lady was, that you bought her away, uh, actually cannot possess by a, by a couple of ghosts already. Okay, because first her sister, then after she, when, once there's a ghost, a young ghost, or you know, child ghost, that tend to 
right then you tend to attract more goals that comes towards her then I told her about my colleagues and everything he said this is all the multiple spirits that was in her mm-hmm. that had released has nowhere to go then they will just find their own attachment ah. okay you know then I was like how can I you know give her merits to move on to her past life because now her sister is being warded in a medical facility and stuff like that so what the Achan did was talk to her why don't you move on you know I was just doing my duty I was there to protect your sister stuff like that I still don't know where the sister come from I still have no clue then the Achan is like hey you know what why not you come to me I give you merits I will let you go to the past life and everything I won't give you to anyone else you know some Achan like to keep things to themselves right then he made a promise that you stay with me I give you merits you just don't disturb people exchange your offer lah then suddenly at that that place ah, one of the author ah, dropped the Achan got angry you know and then he just screamed oi he asked me you go out of the shop first you go loco you do something you come back after 10 minutes I went out that's when I exit, uh, my, my sayang started to pain uh, until I really knew on the floor and started grinding, you know. I escaped screaming, Achan, Achan, my tattoo pain, my sayang pain, you know. He came out, uh, he started screaming, don't know what, uh, entire way. Uh, uh, uh. Then uh, he just poured water on me. Uh. After he sprinkled the water, I didn't feel pain, pain, you know. After that, he said, okay, bro, you come back. But you will come back, you wash your hand, leg, then you come. Then he said, you put a... Uh, Bless water and remember wash your face and face also with that okay i went in i see a few author was dropped and then he was like picking up i said what happened a quick ah he say when i try to take her with me ah other people are not happy they were angry because she was young people like young ghosts so other ghosts that were wondering also got attracted to her even ghosts got their own love story one you know You'll be quite surprised. The, they got their own love story. Then, you know, other ghosts not happy. Mm-hmm. They want to scare me, you know. Then he said, La, you go home. I give you item. Like, you give me a small barang. Okay, he said, put wherever you go to work, you go carry with you. When I went to visit the lady again, uh, uh, sorry, before I went to visit her, I went to, uh, went to her mom and asked her about the dead sister that she was screaming about. Then the mom told me, actually, both were twin in their stomach. Same time, actually, going come out. But the thing is, one died, one came out. Then I said, when was this possession started to happen? He said, when she reached puberty. After gathering all this information, I went back to my achana. I told my Achan. Then my Achan say, once a lady reach puberty, the blood is called easy access. Mm-hmm. That is how other wandering spirits also took this opportunity to take over. Then he say, twins are so connected. You know, you have siblings who are born different days, different years. They're just connected by blood or mind or heart. But twins are by soul. The soul will never grow. Mm-hmm. The physical form of body grow. So the twins will also follow the physical form of body that the other sister have to present herself as who she is. Then I say, how now? Then he say, the Achan tell me, actually, uh, 
tell you honest that she's still following you then i say how then you say you go to thailand thailand uh, there's a place where they can really capture everything and keep but i say what well, she poor thing you know i don't want little people capture then you misuse her lah misuse her energy mm-hmm. then say no no this one i recommend you very nice monk yeah i say okay like next month i go to thailand uh, i apply for leave and everything i went to thailand over the weekend only lah uh, it was just mm-hmm. bangkok it was just outskirts of bangkok only lah uh. i went then you already knew that i was coming all uh. she just said you just come for one hour i will do some mantra some prayer and after that you just go back to your hotel room and sleep and then you just take your flight back or oh, he did prayer i don't know why after one hour i still see him praying praying his assistant said okay you go back uh. then i went back i went the same day i just went back after two days uh, achan called me to say can meet or not I say okay lah my off day and uh, today i meet you then i meet him then the Achan say, ah, inside that girl ah, had 27 spirits. What was after the sister? The sister. Then he say, there was one stubborn one ah, that the monk had to work. I forgot the deity name. It's, a, it's the guardian of hell. So he said, 27 goes in her. Or what I heard from my Achan is, she is being given merits to some children organization there that means whoever donates to the children organization you some of the marriage will go to her so then after i went back to the sister and everything the sister still has psychotic episodes and everything and you know i still do have a minor incident that happened to me like where i tend to see something that was running towards me or you know uh let's say i'm at barbecue with my friends or you know having chalet i do tend to see something wandering around like waiting for me only lah you know so i i, I keep going back to the achan and telling him this this is then he say why bother these type of spirits are very ruthless ruthless that means ah uh, the more you get to them and the more angry you get you know you just leave it lah you know they're not going to harm you you got a very good aura you got a protection that i did for you it's not like they're going to you know affect you cause you care for you know they're not going to give you monetary loss or you know, it's not like you're going to harm your family or anything it's just it's just going to be there it's not like you know they're bothering you mentally or you know you're gonna possess or something like that radio paranormal singapore That's crazy, okay? And of course, Sham and I were just laughing about this earlier on. We were like, you know why we are so willing to give S the benefit of the doubt? is because even if he wanted to lie, nobody can lie for like three hours straight. That's very difficult, right? <laughs> you can tell a lie for like five minutes, ten minutes, but to go on for three hours, which is the original interview, to just fabricate stuff for three hours straight, that takes a special, special person. Oh, and to stick to the story. Mm. Let's take it from the start, lah, okay? So, S and his partner, they go to investigate noise disturbance, right? They show up, whatever happened, they were convinced that, okay, maybe this is nothing worth pursuing, and then they go back, all right? This is that night. Most people will probably think, well, you know, if it's at night, you might be tired, Fatigue might be a factor. But at the same time, before, you know, many of our ET fans jump to that conclusion, I just want to remind everybody that this was the start of their 12-hour shift. So it's not the tail end of the 12-hour shift, it is the start. So there shouldn't really be a reason why they would be so tired that 
you know they would start imagining things especially these guys who are used to being on shift anyway something happens they get a call they go back to this place again and that's where i guess all hell breaks loose right mm-hmm. now they hear screaming they go in there's also smells there's also temperature changes and of course there's some maybe self mutilation as well all right and well there's that whole thing with the tattoo all right the sak yang Okay. Now before we get into the sakyant, let's just start from the smells. All right. ET usually what is the link between the paranormal and smells? I think it's a bit like a gastronomical uh, experience. You know, when you have your wine, you need uh, you need to see the wine color, the nose and the taste. Paranormal investigation similar lah. Your senses tend to be able to pick up certain things. So usually when something um I, it, it sounds very ammonia kind of smell. That that's quite consistent with a lot of hauntings. He said it smelled like you know feces and vomit. Yeah, he, he yeah he kept mentioning feces. He actually even said it like someone mixed it into a bandung, which I was like, you know, ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so it really depends. Um, I mean, if you experience someone who just passed on or doing an operation, right? They actually do, uh, uh, you know, move their bowels and stuff like that. So that could be a possible reason. I mean, apparently it's a possession, like you know, you know how I might take on possession. I'm never a believer of possession. Um, so possibly uh, in this situation, the smell could actually come from the lady uh, because she probably I don't know whether she was mentally disturbed or if it really was a possession. Chances are she wouldn't have bodily control. So you think she could have soiled herself? So that's probably a very high chance. The yeah. smell of vomit, the smell of sweat, and all it could actually be because she was sweating and vomiting and maybe defecating in the bed. Yes, I think that is a definite uh, uh, probable. Reason lah. Okay, so here is my next question. Then he mentioned that when they were standing outside or they were close to the doorway, the smell was really, really strong. It was so bad they actually had to put on their their gas masks, right? Not gas masks lah, normal mask. Just face oh, mask. Their, their, their face masks, right? But then once they went in, the smell mm. disappeared. Now, if this was an actual smell, right? I mean, say this really was because there was crap, there was vomit, there was. I don't know uh, bodily fluids all over the place. It wouldn't just stop a few meters away. It would have permeated the entire, you know, apartment. Probably would have permeated the entire floor. Maybe it was an N98 mask where the smell particle cannot go through the mm-hmm. mask. Okay, but that being said, okay, uh, I can't explain how the smell appeared in their office. Yeah. Although the first thought that came to my mind because his mom had an issue washing his clothes. Mm. Maybe somehow that smell got stuck in the clothes. You know, like how you go to a barbecue restaurant or yep. mala restaurant. You smell like mala after that. Or you know, your favorite liutama, right? Yes. You have that barbecue lamb smell on your shirt. No, absolutely. But that is a consistent smell, right? Yeah. Now, if <laughs> if that was a case where the smell had just wafted around and just mm-hmm. like gotten into their clothes and all that, yes, everybody would be smelling it. It wouldn't have just like. Disappeared and then come back again because you got to remember there were there were people in the office that weren't actually there with them, you know. And if the smell was already on them, the moment they came back into the office, everybody would have gone. Well, there's always this theory of the power of suggestion here. Like, hey, do you smell something? No smell. So sometimes you think you smell something. No, I mean that's a possible. That that's the real cynic. That's not et lah. You know, et is not so. That's also a bit of a stretch lah. Okay. So the point I'm trying to make is 
usually if there is a smell and you believe there really is a smell that's lingering on you I just think it's a, it would be a little bit more consistent it wouldn't be like suddenly appear suddenly don't appear suddenly other people smell it suddenly other people stop smelling it suddenly people who weren't even there also start to smell it as well That that's the, the, the point I'm trying to make yeah, yeah maybe it's the hantu kind of pheromones huh? could it have been I don't know again reach, uh, you know, stretch, stretching it a little bit a colleague who went out uh from the office to a different location on a different case and have encountered something like that and have brought the smell back on their uniform. And then suddenly everybody assumes that this smell is related to that other case. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have been the only case they would have been dealing with the whole night. True, true. I was actually going to say, you know, you heard of Quetzalian, right? Ghosts cover your eyes. Maybe ghosts can cover your nose too. So they stop you from smelling it at that particular time and then after that, they release and then suddenly you smell it. No, maybe someone really farted. Maybe somebody had a lot of eggs at the, before going to the gym. I don't know, man. As, as smelly as a fart is, I don't necessarily know if I would compare that to feces and vomit mixed into a bandung and put together. <laughs> I'm just joking. But really, when you have smells like this, uh, generally, it, it does lead to some kind of uh, paranormal uh, activity. Uh, I don't know why, but it's always this kind of similar smells with this strong ammonia smell and feces smell. Uh, I'm not sure about the bandong, but I think what he meant was a mixture, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like really mixed up. Yeah, but but then again... I mean, he was very specific, you know, when he said bandong, right? And that distracted me for quite a long time. I was like, why specifically bandong, you know? <laughs> so you drink bandong and you vomit. Have you ever tried, like, a bandong that smelled so Bro, bad you mean after you go party you never go eat prata and drink bandung ah? my friends have puked bandung out before it's horrible the smell yeah yeah I mean, I, I've seen the bandung puke really oh okay yes. oh yeah now, now I like bandung probably not as much anymore I love bandung yeah, too yeah same alright mm-hmm. okay but, but anyway um, my theory of that smell in the room uh, with the lady that was possessed uh, I really think there's a high chance that is from her not be able to uh, have bodily control uh. but outside there I really don't know uh, probably something else uh, but let's just focus one, one thing at a time uh, in the room I think it's very high chance it's from the lady who can't control her her, movement, her bodily movements I guess okay something else that happened in the flat that night he said sudden change in temperature suddenly got very very cold uh, we, we, we don't know what direction the well the flat was you know, facing as well, could it have been a breeze, a sudden breeze coming through on the day? Just based on how he described it, it did not f- sound like a breeze because he was very specific when he said it's like you took a shower and you stepped out into a very cold air-conditioned room. You get that chill. So I'm just wondering, could it be air conditioning, right? I mean, in his story, he didn't mention any air conditioning. I also have to wonder if it was so dark, he mentioned it was pitch dark, even if there was an aircon, would he have noticed it? Yep. Um, I think besides that generally if you get a bit kanchong you do feel the chills also lah so many of them would have felt the chills two of them only initially just the two of them yeah initially it was two right then he called in for backup later on alright so let's talk about the tattoo the sakyant the Thai tattoo religious tattoo E.T. what do we know about that so apparently it's uh some form of protection uh, I think it's supposed to depict a certain animal that protects you from evil uh, so I guess in this story um, there's a lot of mention of that particular tattoo and it seems to be protecting him from it. Is it really? Because it was causing him a lot of pain. I'm not sure because I can't think of uh, a medical condition that is specific 
to a tattoo. Uh, then again, I'm not exactly sure the position of the tattoo. It was on his back. Yeah. So if it was a lower back, it can mean a lot of things. You know, you never sit, you never sit down properly. You had too many Zoom meetings or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but it really depends on on where the tattoo was. But from the multiple uh, instances that he said in throughout his entire interview, uh, it really seems consistent of uh, it preventing something evil that was going to happen to him. Sham, your thoughts? According to him, there were more than 20 spirits. Only one of them latched onto him. So if it was 20, that's a 5% hit rate. So the tattoo did its job. Okay. Especially since I think in this case, all of them were after what he, he was saying, right? The All the... Sp- other spirits were there to woo the ghost or or the spirit of this little girl that has or this lady who has latched on to him so you guys are of the the belief that it really was protecting him la? as much pain as it was causing him imagine if he didn't have the tattoo how much worse it could have been for him um yeah but that's why i say it's interesting because it's the first time i heard of something like that uh happening uh, that it does protect you uh with actual feelings because most of the time you know something protects us but that just keeps us calm and you know a peace of mind most of the time this one was actually a physical sort of if you if you like maybe uh, it can be considered poltergeist activity as well because he actually felt pinching he said it was so tight it was so bad he even had to get down on his knees right and it didn't just happen one time it happened a few times but that also happens with a sleep disc lah. Uh, to be fair, yes, that, that is true. Okay. If you've got a back injury. Yep. Can that be aggravated by stress? Mm, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Like maybe if you are uh, very stressed because he clearly he was, right? I mean, mentally he was very stressed. You don't know how he's kind of clenching or how his body is reacting to it and that might actually trigger some sort of existing injury. Not just that lah. The position you sit, maybe whole day you're patrolling around in a car and stuff like that. It, it it can contribute to you as well. Yeah, a lot a long shift. Yeah lah, but also a big coincidence, right? Specifically at times where he's in the house. Yeah. That's or you know when he went to visit his 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 master, right? That was also another time where he felt that that awful stinging, squeezing pain. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on to something else, which I'm sure is on a lot of people's minds: the tongue. Semi-bitten off uh, Well if she was possessed And she didn't have Bodily control possi- That's a possibility E.T. Um, hard to say I mean I, I didn't get to see it um, Sometimes people Bite their tongue right But biting it off How much was bitten off He said a few cm Was actually bitten off So generally I mean in So-called Most possession cases mm. uh, They do bite their tongue uh, but then again People who go into fits Also may do such a thing as well okay. So could it really Actually been A, a real uh, Psychotic or mental issue uh, uh, That she lost Her bodily control And actually bite off Her own tongue I mean Things like this uh, There are possible Medical and scientific uh, uh, views on that lah. So I really don't know uh, But then again There are Quite a number of uh, Possession cases Where The victim actually Bites off their own tongue Yeah I did want to bring up uh, Something that was not mentioned We don't actually know For sure If This tongue bit Happened That day itself We don't know Whether or not Weeks ago She was already Missing part of her tongue Because If it really was a fresh wound if she had just bitten off her tongue within the last day or so she would still be bleeding all over the place it wouldn't have been enough time 
for her tongue to heal and stop bleeding. And it is, it's a pretty major organ to be biting off, lah, okay? You know, if you bite your tongue, people have committed suicide by biting their tongues. Because even if you bite a small part, a big part, you are going to be bleeding a lot, right? And when S was describing, you know, his paramedic came in, opened the mouth, said it was very smelly, but there was no mention of blood. I imagine if she had just bitten the tongue, or maybe even in the last few hours, maybe in the last day or so, she would still be bleeding profusely. When he was describing things like, oh, you know, her skin is yellow, the dress she's wearing, her mouth is smelly, not once did he mention anything about blood. So that just kind of got me curious. Maybe she had been missing part of her tongue for quite a while already. We don't know if it's something that just happened during that exorcism process. Then again, um, whether she lost her tongue recently or sometime, it still can mean that she was possessed la, because she got bitten tongue long ago. I mean, there are not many people normally would bite off their tongue. La. Hmm. Usually. La. I mean, I bite my tongue la, when I makan stuff and I'm excited, right? But I don't bite off part of my tongue. So maybe there still was, you know, some sort of uh, possession. She was a young person. A young girl, right, Sean? Correct. Her parents needed to be called to get their consent. Right. So she had bitten part of her tongue a long time ago. I'm sure her parents would have already known that. Yeah, same thing here, right? I was thinking maybe she could have been a body murder, but she's too young for that. Then again, we don't know how long she was there for her so-called exorcism. That is that that is true. I mean, we assume it was just a couple of days, a day or so. She could have been there for weeks as well, right? Yep. And maybe that yep. could also explain the smell in that place. All right. Uh, anything else, guys, that you want to that you want to bring up? I think if anything I'd like to have found out more about what happened to the other team members who got affected mm. yeah that was that was a bit crazy I mean she, she mentioned that there was that one guy whose cat kept looking at the same spot yeah let's talk about the cat first and then we talk about her sister okay so yeah so what was interesting was uh, he spoke about one of his colleague that had a cat meowing at a certain corner and he also could smell that area was really smelly Right, um, cats have been known for very strong in energy, uh, but I've, I've never come across a cat that was very focused on something. I mean, most cats are not really focused, right? They're like roaming all around the place. Usually, they're dogs. But this particular cat could sense something apparently. And a few days later, the cat that was meowing in that area that had that really foul smell, the cat passed away at that corner, lah. So apparently, it's a bad sign, according to a Bomo. Uh, and then that bom- when they approached the Bomo and asked him is there something to be a concern he said that where the, the, the spirits are not really happy and they were actually wondering and since they were disturbed they, they went to follow this various colleagues home so apparently from what I gather they all went there opened this can of worms and the hunter was like free flow okay I take this one I follow this fella then they're like okay because there's 27 of them 27 hantus no there was one Disney movie right about all these ghosts right was it Haunted Mansion or something like that so I think it was something like that yeah so then they went follow around and then follow one fella back like everyone tap out someone back and yeah it's I, I wonder how many of the colleagues were affected because he only spoke about maybe two or three of them I wonder if the rest of them that actually uh, uh, attended to that call actually got affected I mean, he did He did say that uh, most of them if not all uh were reassigned but that being said we, we also don't know whether it was just a tour of duty kind of thing I like the fact that, that E.T. has already used the word hantu already does that mean oh, oh, did, the, I, did the, I say the, that? yeah oh, yeah shit. he said the hantu already came and yeah so does that mean the uh, the cynicism has just floated out of you completely and you 
and you believe truly this was a 100% paranormal, supernatural experience? I mean, yes, there's a possibility. No, 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 not possibility. I want to know the <laughs> confirm. I want to know confirm. Guarantee chop. Yeah, but you see, we need to talk about the exorcism as well because I'm really skeptical skeptical about exorcism. Uh, but it does seem that something has been attaching themselves to the various people la, and they got affected by it. La. What is that something? Huh? <sighs> I don't know. You tell me. See, la, purposely, right, Sham? See, see, now you know. Now yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I have to go through, right? See? <laughs> purposely, okay. No, even his, his junior partner was affected, right? It was quite bad. He started yep. seeing things and was it his grandfather saw things as well and mm-hmm. even when um, S went to visit him at the hospital he's like oh there's someone here that's so you see here's the thing um, when you hear the entire story my first thought was yes it's a hantu and stuff like that but if you really take a helicopter view you really sit down and analyze everything mm-hmm. right? it's also consistent with people with mental issues okay yeah uh, because biting off of tongue uh defecating not be able to control their bodily you know motion and stuff like that it is quite consistent as well seeing things seeing someone that's not there hearing things these are pretty consistent as well so you're saying multiple people had mental disorders in this story no i'm just saying that it sound it could be a possible explanation uh yeah but in this case a bit different lah. <laughs> i think we got him <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay we talked about the cat E.T. you said you wanted to talk about the sister as well was it? Uh, yes uh, we can talk about the sister we can also talk about his so-called girlfriend do you remember? so his neighbor went up to him and said hey bro wow not bad huh? this girlfriend everyday follow you home from work huh? okay well I tell you if that was me I would defecate as well kanchong yeah that no one has been following me suddenly your neighbor says hey, this girl has been sending him home especially when he mentioned that he was single and he's like I wish I had a girlfriend exactly and even if there was someone you know who was walking behind like a physical person right he's also said that there were times he wasn't listening to music and all that he would definitely have noticed if someone was standing next to him and what's interesting as well um, eventually when we found out that actually the victim was one half of a twin and his twin sister actually passed on. Now, what I found interesting was what the Ajahn actually said, the spiritual master, right? That they start off as child spirits, but when they attach to a relative, right? They grow together with a relative. This is something I've never heard in my entire life, which explains, assuming I believe it's the Hantu, that that lady has been following him is probably the twin sister. Yes, at least that's what Sham and I yep. have concluded. Do you also agree that it really was a ghost? Possibly lah. So, what was interesting is this. I mean, okay. I feel like you know from now on, right? It's not just every yeah. time he says the word EMF that we have to drink. I think every time he says possibly, he has to drink as well. <laughs> and why I really love this story is the details that are given by not just him but his master as well. Mm. You remember in the story where he had this five seconds of stare with the victim? Yeah. And she stared at him so hard for five seconds, he kanjong. So apparently he had this eye-to-eye connection. I never knew that there's this eye-aura thing. I always felt there was a whole body, but he has this eye-aura thing. And then the twin sister liked him. Ah. That's why she has been following him and accompanying him all this while. 
when what which is which is mind blowing because he has a strong aura that repels such things. So how does the twin sister follow him? Because she's in love. It's different. Yeah, they you you can't fight the aura. No, but plus he's got his tattoo. Yes, but you see, maybe the tattoo protects him from spirits that mean him harm. She doesn't mean him harm. She's infatuated with him. She likes him. She trusts him. That's why she wants to be near him. She's attracted to him. So in a case like that, maybe that's why, you know, his defense mechanism of his suck young does not kick in. So you're saying the tattoo not not exactly effective lah when it comes to love chalat lah. It's not it's not it does not repel love. It's not an anti-love charm. Oh, so now you become the Ajahn. Ah, <laughs> no, I, sh- I should do like a part two of the interview and then we can do this like a Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, besides that, I think the theory of how twins are very connected is very real. Uh, because I got a, com- I got a really close friend that um, actually was in a similar situation. So one of her son was born. Uh, the other half of the twin actually passed on. And it always resides in the house, uh, playing with toys, sometimes playing with the kid as well. So I think to a certain extent, twins are really that connected and they do grow together. So now, now as I'm telling you, right, the, the hair at the back of my neck is standing, my goose pimples all showing and stuff like that. Um, but what's interesting to learn also um, is what the Ajahn has said about how these spirits, sometimes because they are wandering, uh, they need to gather um, merits, which are like, good points right uh, for them to be able to go to the next place lah. so that's quite consistent with not just the Thai belief uh, but I think certain number of uh, Chinese belief as well uh, so that sounds quite consistent uh, as they head to the other world since you did mention about the Ajahn right and what he was talking about they mentioned five types of ghosts right E.T. what you got on that yes very interesting because I used to think there's only a few types <coughs> okay I think there's more lah. so I think what he really meant was the type of haunting um, so he spoke about the first one which is a suicidal ghost uh, this is what we term as uh, residual haunting uh, they tend to stay in the area and it keeps replaying this one not just in Asian culture Angmo culture a lot also uh, they see like soldiers like you know running out and chong, chong swa and stuff like that um Apparently, it's a punishment because of suicide. But in residual haunting, it's not just suicide, but more violent deaths. Okay. Um, the other one, he talked about a so-called peaceful ghost uh, where they're young and died in a car accident. Uh, and the reason why is because they haven't built good enough karma or merits. Uh, so they are kind of lost. And that's why apparently food is offered and prayer so that they can collect good karma and they can move on to the next place. Uh, this sounds very consistent with quite a number of uh, religious beliefs as well um, then you have the wandering ghosts so these ghosts apparently they died because they were old and they have not done certain things in life a lot of unfinished business so they kind of hang around <coughs> which is why among all the ghost tours that I've led right people end up thinking wow cemeteries damn scary actually they're the most peaceful place lah. these wandering ghosts wouldn't wander there it's just like us as teenagers Right, we wander outside. We won't don't wander at home. So, cemeteries are safe place. Okay, just to let you guys know. Next, he spoke about the child spirits, <coughs> unborn babies, uh, what they call child ghosts. Uh, and the thing is, because they're so lost, they don't have to go on to the next life. Uh, they need some sort of special prayers. Uh, but sometimes they're also used for evil stuff. Maybe because they are naive. 
uh, they use for black magic like you know your toyos and the komantong and stuff like that uh, in fact in Tibetan Buddhism they have a festival the Ulambalam I think uh, they actually specifically pray for the child spirits uh, I think maybe to help build on that good karma so they can go to the next life that one I keep for another time because uh, during one of our investigations a bottle of Yakult actually just foamed up and just splashed out man and there was no one near there so even I found it very interesting okay last but not least the vengeance ghost right uh, the ones that the typical that all movies are made of la, the one that wants to take revenge so generally violent death la, usually uh, and then they get pissed off you dress them in red and stuff like, and they want to take revenge so apparently in this case uh, it was a hybrid kind of ghost it's not like oh you're number one oh you're number two type of ghost uh, so apparently his was a bit of a combination of the part wandering and child ghost kind and that's why I think it wasn't so violent and malicious okay and what was interesting is I mean this other theory that, that I just learned from this story is that the child spirit that was attached to her which is a twin sister because she was young the other ghosts also get attracted by her lah perverts even in the ghost realm I tell you bro it's not perverts I mean no one said those 27 spirits are old fellas they could be 18 maybe haven't go army and stuff like that how old is this uh, spirit supposed to be? Uh, 15 to 20 15 because she'll be the exact same age as her yeah. sister mm, Okay. so I think that's where all the other 27 spirits also came about and those are the ones causing the possession so I think in conclusion this entire story from what I gather from all the information right is that her twin sister's attached to her because of familiarity, right? So she grows on with the sister, but because she's young, maybe attractive. And apparently, you know, in the netherworlds, they also have this kind of love story. Uh, that's what the guy said, right? So then attracted these other hantus, right? And that caused the more violent possessions because apparently her sister wasn't malicious. It didn't even attack uh, ass and stuff like that. So um, it seems like it was the other spirits that were causing all the other issues jealous lah basically jealous right jealous love tulan vengeful so maybe all five types were somewhere in the 27 lah well represented he's not gonna say it lah I'm gonna say it uh, E.T. thinks it's the hantu definitely no doubt about it he's even described all of them uh, so you see how do you define a hantu can be a negative energy yeah yeah whatever radio paranormal and that takes us to the end of another episode of RPS. We're also always on the lookout for more stories to feature and discuss, so please send them in. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at Radio Paranormal Singapore or drop us an email at radioparanormalsingapore at gmail.com. We're also reachable via WhatsApp and Telegram. Contact details on our Facebook page. And most importantly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please consider leaving us a favorable rating or review on whatever platform you're streaming us from. That would really help us reach a wider audience and source for more stories for the show. Until our next installment, my name is Tim O. This is E.T. And this is Sham, your Grand Inquisitor. Keep streaming and keep screaming. You're listening to Radio Paranormal Singapore. And they're listening to... RPS Extra
yesterday, you know, before today interview, I actually uh, had a very weird dream, you know, that we actually having this interview. You know, I felt like somebody was beside us already, you know, even in my previous night dream. Then um, 2 p.m. before I actually left for a case, right? My behind that side, yeah, start to hurt them bad, you know, super bad. And I can smell the same smell again, you know, the, the peas plus, peaches plus, you know, the death kind of smell. And, you know, I, I did you call my master and everything. He, he, he also felt the same thing on his end, you know. But he just say they can't do anything. They're just trying to scare you from not doing this interview or something. Mm-hmm. And the photo of the scratcher I show you is on my link, you know. Then, just like some Acham, why is it on my link here? And then they say, maybe you were trying to tell the story, just open up a gateway, a small gate to your body that was your leg, which is normally your knee areas. Then he told me, once you share your story with RPS, right, maybe tomorrow I have to go back to my Achan, do a prayer because I can really feel something bad, not happy la, that I'm telling this story. Then I told him, I just can't get the scary of it once, once and for all. Then it's like, your pro. Hmm? My hook just fall. Your what? Sorry? My bookshelf just fall. What? Okay. It's random as hell. Oh, my, my bookshelf is like, just like a casing, you know, just fall, you know. But I thought like, what happened? Uh, and my icon is you know, on, on, my pen is off, you know. So yeah, maybe I need to have my house blessed also. <laughs> OMG, he said something fell in the background, right? Mm-hmm. And the scratches. Yeah, we couldn't really see it because, you know, camera wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if we do have pictures of the scratches, we will post them up, okay? How come this one you'll never tell me? Uh? This kind of interesting thing. I don't know where you've been for like the last few few weeks. you like MIA. What's been going on, E.T.? Work lah. I also had work. The only person who was really working on the podcast is our brother Sham here. Yeah, I can message ma, scratches, all these interesting la. The only scratches <laughs> I get now from my kids. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to say from your wife. <laughs>